Welcome to Telling Future Generations, the radio ministry of Child Evangelism Fellowship of Illinois. Now here is your host, Katrina Forseth, a missionary serving as state director for CEF of Illinois. Hi, and thank you for listening to Telling Future Generations, where we seek to ignite God's people with a passion and to equip them in telling future generations about God and His Word. Each new year, and really any time throughout the year, is a great time for self-examining and looking more closely at our life, asking ourselves why we do what we do and how what you and I are doing lines up with God's will and His purposes for our lives, especially when it comes to ministry to others. My former pastor called this the WWDWWD, Why We Do What We Do. It was a catchy sermon title that has stuck with me all these years because it reminds me to do regular self-checks throughout the year and even daily when I forget get to remember my purpose in life and of why I do what I do in ministry and serving the Lord. And it also reminds me why we do what we do in CEF and ministry to children and in reaching the future generations for Christ. Knowing why we do what we do in children's ministry, it's important because it ultimately serves as our guiding compass. Many times in teacher training classes, I ask, why do you do what you do in ministry to children? Or why do you even like to work with children? I often get answers like, well, I enjoy working with them. Children, they're a blessing. Children, they bring me a lot of joy. Children, they're fun to be around. And children, they need love, time, and attention. All these are great answers, but they're more peripheral, outside answers that doesn't quite get us to the heart of the matter of why we do what we do in ministry to children. Children, they are fun, and children are a blessing, and children, they do need love, time, and attention from us, and children do bring us so much joy. I know in my own personal life, it's so richly blessed because of my own children that God has blessed us with, and the privilege of ministering and serving other children as well. But what about when children are difficult to work with? What about the times when it seems that children, they're not listening, and everything that we say or do or that we're trying to teach them seems to bounce off the ceiling in the four walls of the classroom, going nowhere? And what about the children who are a major discipline problem and are at best difficult to minister to and even love? The point is that our motivation for working with children and ministering has to go beyond, way beyond our own joy and our own blessings that we receive. Instead, our motivation for ministering to children needs to match the children's deepest spiritual need, their heartfelt need for knowing God. And what is children's greatest need? Children, they need to know God's Word, and they need to know the one who is the Word of God come in the flesh, the Lord Jesus Christ, knowing Him as their Lord and Savior. The children that we minister to, they desperately need a heart change from the inside out. We need to stop looking at children from the outside with all the cute, warm, and fuzzy feelings that come along with children's ministry so often, and we need to see children from the inside, seeing them how God sees children because God is always looking at their heart. So when Jimmy or Susie comes to your Sunday school class, they may look all dressed up and nice on the outside, but that has nothing to do with their true heart condition and their spiritual need before God on the inside. 1 Samuel 16, 7 reminds us how the Lord looks at us. He looks at our heart. The Lord said, Look not on his countenance or the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Picture a well-dressed child that looks like they have all that they need in life, or even a child that is exactly the opposite, possessing nothing in life, appearing that everything in life is stacked up all against them. There are things that we all can do to help children on the outside, but we can never forget or neglect children's greatest need on the inside because that's their true heart need. So what does God see when he looks at our heart? And what does God see when he looks at a child's heart? 
Contrary to modern teaching and thinking, nobody, not even children, are born with a blank slate. The Bible makes it absolutely clear that all have sinned, all have come short of the glory of God. Isaiah 64, 6, the Old Testament parallel of Romans three twenty three, gives us an even more vivid word picture of God and how he sees our best goodness, our best righteousness, as no righteousness at all. But instead, as the best we have to offer before God, God sees it as a filthy, dirty rag. The Bible says, but we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away." Children need to understand that there is nothing that they can ever do on their own to be made right with God because they're born in sin and their heart in God's eyes are unrighteous and sin-filled before holy God. It's vital for children to understand the doctrine of sin, of total depravity, so they can begin to grasp the holiness of God and see how far their sin separates them from holy God and why they need a Savior. Children, they need to understand it's not Jesus plus church, Jesus plus the Bible, or Jesus plus their own goodness, but it's Jesus and Jesus alone by faith. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We need to constantly remind ourselves of the WWD, WWD, why we do what we do in ministry to children, because the need for salvation runs so deep and is the child's greatest need. The child before God in their own righteousness is like a filthy, dirty rag, and their sin separates them from holy God. But it gets worse. The Bible teaches us that without Christ in our lives, we are empty, and we are all like children fainting for hunger at the top of every street. St. Augustine, the early church theologian in the 5th century, he had it right. He said, You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it rests in you. But I also like the modern-day music theology of the Christian songwriter who's called Mr. Donut. And the Mr. Donut man, he sings, Life without Jesus is like a donut. Life without Jesus is like a donut because there's a hole in the center of your heart. Children in our modern-day world have never been filled with so many things in their lives. Our toy boxes and attics are stuffed full of stuff and all kinds of electronic gadgets and gadgets and every form of social media, they're vying to fill and consume our children's lives. Yet with all this stuff, our children are empty on the inside and they inwardly long to know God's great love for them. And they need to know the only true God who is eternal life, the Lord Jesus Christ. Children, they may look healthy and well on the outside and they seem like they have no problems, but on the inside, the Bible tells us the truth of their true condition. Children are born blind to the gospel of Jesus Christ by the active power of the evil one, and they are sin-sick in their souls from the top of their head to the sole of their feet as they grow in their daily rebellion against holy God if they do not know him. Instead of a carefree child on the outside, the Bible tells us that as children grow in being more tainted by sin and tampering with sin on the inside, that their walk becomes more crooked and unstable as they follow the path of the world and the ungodly influences around them. The Bible says that he who commits sin becomes the slave of sin. But the picture of the child's greatest need is still not complete. Picture a child standing on their own righteousness, completely sin-stained and sin-filled, spiritually hungry and empty, spiritually blind, sin-sick and having a crooked walk due to the pull of the world and becoming more and more a slave to sin, bound tighter each day. But the child also has an enemy who is actively seeking to kill, steal, and destroy like a roaring lion. Satan wants nothing less than to not only keep children from hearing and believing the gospel, but to also keep them for himself to live in eternity without God 
God forever. Satan loves to throw active darts at our children and is constantly waging war against their souls by engaging them in sin early in life and then filling them with deceitful lies and doubts questioning God's very word. Satan desires to keep the children from God and to keep them enslaved to sin and Satan's own biddings. But on top of all these problems, children apart from Christ are dead in their sins and cannot save themselves on their own. Children, they need to hear the gospel. Children, they need to know the Lord Jesus, their only Lord and Savior. Now we can begin to better understand the importance of the WWD, WWD, why we do what we do and ministry to children. You see, if Jimmy or Susie, who do not know the Lord Jesus, come walking into your church or your Bible class, Jimmy and Susie do not just need a good Bible story or a good moral lesson or just learn some fun Christian children's songs to sing. They need the gospel. It is only the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ that can set our children free from their sin and meet their deepest need. It's a sad fact that most evangelical children's curriculums do not actively and clearly share the gospel on a regular basis. Rather, it's as if they assume that the children coming to church are already saved or will someday become saved. There may be great Bible truths taught, scripture verses learned, and great Bible stories told, but a clear gospel message and an invitation given to the children to personally trust in Christ for salvation is often lacking. My point is not suggesting a curriculum change for your children's ministry, but for us as teachers and parents to be strong on the gospel message. We need to know the gospel message ourselves, and we need to give the gospel clearly to our children as often as we can, because we can never gospel them too much. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But we cannot stop there. The Bible tells us that we need to open our mouths and make the gospel message plain to others so they will hear, know, and believe in Christ. We want to see our children come to God by faith and to see them confess with their mouths the Lord Jesus and believe in their hearts that God has raised him from the dead. Because the Bible promises, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So what difference does it make in a child's life when they hear and receive the gospel message and come to God by faith in Christ? The moment a child places their faith in Christ for salvation, they have passed from death to life. They are no longer dead in their sins, but now they have been made alive to God by faith in Christ. They are no longer in spiritual darkness and spiritual blindness. They now can see the glorious light of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. They are spiritually healed in their sin-sick souls, for by his stripes we are healed and made whole by his shed blood. The child needs no longer to be spiritually empty and hungry, for Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger. Their walk no longer needs to be crooked and unstable, for God makes their path straight and sets them upon himself who is the rock of their salvation and the rock of their life. The chains of sin have been broken, for if the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. And most importantly, God no longer sees them as unrighteous, as a filthy rag, but now God sees them as wearing and standing in the clean, righteous robe of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, because they have placed their faith in Christ and in Christ's shed blood for the forgiveness of their sins and God's gift of eternal life. Remembering the WWD, WWD, why we do what we do in children's ministry is so important because it keeps us focused on the real need, the problem of sin, and the only answer, our Lord Jesus Christ. 
But it's so easy in the busyness of life to lose our focus of why we do what we do. We often get tired and find ourselves doing things just to do them because that's what we do. We forget the reason behind why we do what we do in ministry and for the Lord. A few weeks ago, when coming back from Christmas vacation, I took a wrong turn and ended up in the heart of the city of Indianapolis, Indiana. I walked into a gas station to see where I was at and saw a little boy who had a thick, heavy coat on dressed warm for winter. When I saw him, I was immediately reminded of how cute children were and how much I enjoy working with children and I was so glad that I did what I did in children's ministry. But then my thoughts soon turned to wondering something that was far more important. I thought, does this child know Jesus? Has anyone ever told him about Jesus? Does he know the good news of the gospel message and place his faith in Christ for salvation? I got back in my van and continued to drive through the inner city, passing by the homes and the neighborhoods, and my question only got bigger. As I got back on the interstate, I was reminded that there are so many children in our cities and communities all across our country and around the world who need to know the Lord Jesus and hear the message of salvation. For me, it was my WWD, WWD moment and reminder for the day of why I do what I do in ministry. It even helped to renew my commitment again this year in ministry to children of why I do what I do in serving the Lord. But my reminder didn't stop there. On my first day back in the office, I opened up a letter that was sent to me by one of our retired CF directors here in Illinois. This lady is now in her 80s, but do you know what she is still doing? She is still teaching children in an after-school good news club and sharing with the children the message of salvation. Now here's a woman of God who has never lost her WWD, WWD. She knows exactly why she does what she does for Christ and for the children. I want to encourage you to keep your focus on living for Christ each day in this new year and making known the gospel of Christ and keeping always before you your WWD, WWD, why you do what you do, especially when it comes to reaching this future generation for Christ. Thank you again for listening to telling future generations that the generation to come may set their hope in the Lord because of the gospel that they have seen and heard in you. Thank you for joining us today for Telling Future Generations, the radio ministry of Child Evangelism Fellowship of Illinois. To learn how you can partner with Child Evangelism Fellowship to reach children in your community, please call 309-688-9699 or visit cefofillinois.com. Please join us again next week at the same time for Telling Future Generations. Tell me again